kappa and relax with us. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for Soul Organized Style Podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sewers from all walks of life. So Over 50 intersects with all sewing communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Our focus is the sewing talent each person shares on social media and providing recognition of their willingness to share their skills, whether a beginner or an experienced sewist. In last week's podcast episode, Rhonda or Anarchy Quilter talked about how sewing is a key part of her life and that of her family and friends. Rhonda is a qualified engineer and there is a correlation between Rhonda's love for numbers and quilting. Let's get back to Rhonda now as we start by discussing how she follows Sew Over 50. So where did you discover the Sew Over 50 community on Instagram? I reckon it was pretty much right at the beginning. I discovered Love to Sew podcast. I can't remember where I started Instagram, probably maybe 2015, 2016, somewhere around there, somewhere quite at the beginning. And they said Instagram was the place to go. It's actually useful because you could see people with bodies like you with clothes you might like to make. I thought, that's brilliant. That's good. That's better than looking at those pattern packets. And then I discovered all the indie sewing stuff. And at some point there, it was before I turned 50, I reckon, so the year before that, so maybe sometime in 2018. Yeah, that's when it started. Yeah, so I reckon I pretty much was onto them from the beginning. And I was disappointed because I didn't feel I could properly join them because I wasn't 50 at the time. I was only probably 48 or 49. So I was very excited when I turned 50 in 2019 and could be properly so over 50. We just sometimes see that people make these big posts. I'm finally 50 so I can join so over 50 legitimately. I haven't seen too many lately, but, you know, I have seen a few and that always makes me giggle because that's exactly how I felt. I was like, it was the one thing about being 50 that I thought was fabulous. I could be properly sober 50. <laughs> oh, that's good. I mean, it is good to be amongst people who look like yourself and style things the way you think you would be happy to wear them and have challenges and share what we do. Yeah. That's right. And I did one of their guest editor things last year, spring last year, and did quilted coats. And that was really fun. It was flat out making the comments back, but so much fun because I felt like I was paying back because, you know, the So 50 girls just made so many comments back to me and were so supportive. And even now I can just about, you know, I'll get one or two comments back a week, which just always really makes me feel so good. You know, it's always a happy moment. This is just such a gift, isn't it, for people to say something nice to you and share. So that's quite good. So that's why I always try and I look for, through all my Instagram account and always try and look for the comments and say something back. Or, just to reciprocate that support. Yeah, and there's a lot of that in the So Over 50 community. Like I feel like I do know some people that I've almost met them in real life and five, one or two, you included. There's very few people I've actually met. And it is a thrill when you find you get to meet in real life. I was so thrilled to meet you last year at Frocktails for that reason because it's like you 
you finally you finally met the real person. <laughs> I felt really honoured and excited that you were there because I, I sort yeah. of knew who might be there and I thought I had to keep an eye out for her. Got to find Rhonda. And it was you and your husband and your friends. I thought, oh, this is really cool. Yeah, yeah. So good. And, of course, I decided to wear the nutty skirt that I did put in. It went up to Kyabram and was in an exhibit. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it because of all the floods. But, yeah, I wore that nutty skirt all night. It was good. From your perspective, are there any pattern designers or sewing companies that you've seen that use older models in their advertising? There are a lot lot more now, which I think is really good. Probably don't take as much notice of that as I should. I mean, my favourite pattern company, Stocks Patterns, definitely do. And I take a lot of notice of those because I just got Stocks Pattern. I got sort of really interested because the designs were slightly different. As always, it's like the Easter egg moment, I guess, when you're sewing something and you discover a little thing that you didn't even realise was a thing. You know, it looks like a perfectly ordinary sewing pattern, but there's always something there that I didn't expect or even think about, a little design or a little technique. And there, Lindy, who I haven't met in real life, but I have spoken to a bit, she does go out of her way to be as inclusive as possible and definitely so 50 visible she really does support it and there are others I mean Closet Core they went out of their way very early on and even Helen's Closet you often see her I think it's her mother-in-law as one of the models so there's quite a few yeah and it's fantastic to see you know you think oh I really I'm allowed to wear things like that I can wear things like that it's normal and you get a, a sense of how it fits a body rather than some idolized model body mm. and I think the whole way of looking at Instagram and the way most of us sewers do or I do definitely when I follow the sew 50 tag and the other hashtags I follow I see again and again you know, normal sort of bodies and you lose this perception that your body is somehow too fat, too short, too anything. You're just more accepting and more positive about your body. It is really body positive. It is. Because most of us don't, we don't make much effort with the makeup. We'll frequently apologise for the fact that the light's not right or, you know, things are not perfect. But we're really there just to see the people and the dresses and the pants and all the things we could imagine ourselves sewing and it's nice to connect with people who have the same interests no matter where they live that's right absolutely and I have so many of those connections now it's fun yeah it just adds depth we're no longer sewing locally with a couple of people that we know we're sewing globally with lots of people that we're happy to connect with that's right and for somebody, particularly like me, I mean, I actually live out in the country in a very small town and I don't have anyone to sew with. And particularly during the pandemic, we didn't have anyone that we could even invite in our house for long periods of time. So, you know, it was really, really important. I do feel like there's people in my sewing room with me sometimes, particularly when I watch the videos <laughs> and I do do <laughs> all the live Instagram what advice would you give people who want to sew and develop their skills further because you've got a lot of experience and you've done a lot of different things in the sewing realm what advice would you give them you've got to give it a try and just do it don't overthink it too much although I am guilty of that big for instance for me although I sew clothes I sew clothes I'm not really a lingerie maker I struggle with the finer details but 
my big success is with my cover stitch and they're a bit of a beast to get all the tensions right and a lot of people struggle with that it took me two years to be happy that I could do it I had to buy the book and I followed the Facebook page and then I finally sorted it all out so you really have to persist but fold over elastic I bought this binder thing that was supposed to fit my cover stitch which didn't and I had to tape it on you know I bought it off one of those AliExpress things and oh yeah because otherwise really expensive and I thought well I just can't afford that much money so I'll buy this and give it a go well once I figured out how to use it turn it upside a few times and had to fiddle with it but finally did it and then experimented with it and then it took me a while coordination but I finally managed to get my little fold over elastic on my Banksia bralette satisfactorily and people have said to me you could just do it on the sewing machine well it, it doesn't have the same finish I did all this research on this and decided that I should have definitely that stretch thread. So I bought Maxi Lock Stretch. I've used the, um, what they call the woolly nylon before, but the stuff I had just cover stitch machine just didn't like it. But for some reason it likes the other better, which is what people were saying when I was doing the research. But it's nice and it's soft and it stretches much more so the thread doesn't break. You know, you don't get to see me in my underwear on the Instagram, but, yeah, it's, it's a pretty important thing. And the bralette, Banksia bralette thing is, you know, it's pretty much the only bra I need to wear. Okay. I feel because it's got the crossover slings in the. So I have it all worked out. I've been making these for, made the first one two and a half years ago when they first released the pattern. And because, you know, it's hard to source these things particularly as your first time so that's a learning thing where do you source things and I did the power mesh thing and it was just what I bought I felt it was just too you know like strong you know it was really powerful it was really structured it just really felt like I couldn't breathe when I had the thing on <laughs> it wasn't good and anyway, I discovered, I went looking and I thought, well, I've got to go in-person shopping. So I went, when I was in Melbourne with my friend, we went to, I think it's GJ's Fabrics or something, and they dance wear specialists. And I thought, I think this will be the right thing. So I went and investigate with the power mesh thing and there's a less powerful, more flexible, softer version that is not really power mesh but something in between, and that is way better. So I think all those people that struggle with, what materials what particularly you know like Muna and Broad which is the Baxia Bralette company and then they're Canada and New Zealand but of course they're not going to tell you you can't really know what materials are good so you sort of have to do your own R&D on it and I've worked out for me it has to be swimsuit lycra like your swimming lycra has definitely got more structure it feels better I don't mind the fact that it peaks out at the front because as a teacher in front of teenagers, I don't want to show any cleavage. <laughs> it's just like a little colourful, you know, T-shirt. So I feel like I can be comfortable. But, yeah, it's all those things. You just have to keep trying. And if you don't, you have to regard the first garment you make as just a bit of a mock-up, a bit of a twirl, a bit of a trial run. It won't be perfect. You'll tweak it and improve it and make it just right for you. But it will probably take a while you can't give up yeah don't give up exactly you gotta have fun doing it I mean people get a little bit zoned out when I start talking about my underwear but 
you know, these things are important. As a serious sewist, I believe that, you know, I have to have everything me made. That was my challenge a few years ago. Also saves me from ever having to go shopping for clothes because that's fun. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely have fun. Give it a go and have fun. That's it. And you do your research. You have to ask. Like now it's better because there's so much information out there. You can watch the Instagram and see what other people doing. You can even ask them. If you go into Facebook groups, which I don't tend to, you can ask other people there, which you just couldn't in the past. You were just so reliable on whatever your local shop was selling you and whatever that shop assistant was saying. And I've been told some very bizarre things by Mm. some very well-meaning people. (laughs) So... But, you know, it's all part of the challenge of trying and you get to wear things for quite a few years and enjoy them. You do. Rhonda, thank you for coming onto the podcast for Sober 50 to talk about your ongoing love of sewing and quilting and how you break the rules because that's how you want it to be. That's how. And that's, that's what I love about Lindy. She's a rule breaker too from Stocks Patterns. Yeah. She's very supportive. It's not about fashion. It's... I think from Lindy, it's about coming up with something that is unique and, you know, it's her aesthetic and we love it. And it fits a need, you know, it actually is designed to fulfill a purpose. Mm -hmm. I don't always get the purpose first off because it takes, like when I do, I think, oh, that's what she was trying to do. Yeah. So big shout out to Lindy of Stocks Patterns, hey? Yes. Yeah. We're about to do a wear it red fabric. Anarchy Quilter, who doesn't really wear red, is gone red for visibility. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> it's challenging to buy red fabric. I didn't think it'd be so hard. But I've put the word out and red fabric is finding me now. So my sewers friends are like, I have red fabric in my stash for you, Rhonda. It'll be fun. It's a challenge. I feel challenged to wear red. So I think that's a kind of cool thing to do. Hmm, I think so. And I hopefully lots of people will join us because not very many people wear red. If you all wear red, it'll definitely be noticeable. Got to try it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you again. Pleasure. It's been good chatting. I'm so glad we've been able to chat now after meeting because it's so much more fun. Oh, it is, yeah. And it's so much easier when you've actually met the person too. Not that I might have chat any time. It's like professional for me to chat. I think it's part of my job. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) Well, I'll let you go because you've had a busy day. Yeah. And it's only going to get busier this year. So thank you again. Pleasure. Until next time. Thanks. Bye, Rhonda. Bye. This episode of Soul 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Rhonda, sound by bensound.com. Listeners, please direct message Judith and Sandy at Sober50 to give them your support for the Sober50 account. As you know, Judith is undertaking some interesting research that I know you'll want to help her out with. If you have time, also let Judith and Sandy know how you'd like to support Sober50 behind the scenes this year. Sober50 Live for Sober50 account with Bird and Molly continues this year. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Soul Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. If you are a YouTube person, a library of so organized style podcasts are being loaded onto the YouTube account with a few visuals to really show you what we're chatting about. 
Make sure you go back and listen to our free Sub 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.